Hey there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where I, your host, Lindsay Miller, interviews a new poly person each episode, and I try to answer the five basic tenets of journalism, who, what, when, where, and why, as it pertains to the life of us poly folks. You're listening to episode one, where I will chat with myself. I feel like you should get to know me a little bit more and the format of how I'm going to make this podcast work before I go into actually talking to other people. So stay tuned, get ready for some unfiltered, uncensored poly realness. All right, so let's dive right in. Who are you? So I am Lindsay Miller. I have been running the Milwaukee Poly Group for the past 10 years, this January, uh, since the year 2008. And I have been ethically non-monogamous and polyamorous for the past 12 years. Um, I am also into burlesque and knitting, and I own my own yarn business. And I work at a feminist sex toy store called The Tool Shed think that about covers everything I do or am into, well, it at least scratches the surface. I'm also a big geek, and I'm literally looking around my room right now. Um, Yeah, that's about it. What drew you to polyamory? Um... I would say I am, like most millennials my age, a child of divorce. I saw firsthand that most monogamous relationships do not work out. A lot of monogamous folks aren't actually monogamous and cheat on their partner. And that traditional relationships kind of suck, at least the ones that I saw and grew up with. Since then, since my childhood, I have seen many monogamous relationships that are great and are ethical and are fine, but I definitely did not grow up around anything remotely like that. So until I was maybe 20 years old, I actually didn't care to date. I kind of thought I might even be asexual because I was just so unattracted to the idea of a relationship because I had seen how my older sister's relationships worked out, how my mother's relationships worked out, and how my father's, after my parents had broken up and divorced, how their relationships had worked with the people in their lives. And they were all so depressing and (laughs) not good. And I just didn't want that for myself. So I was like, "Mm, I don't need it. It's fine. Uh, It wasn't until I was around 20 that I decided maybe I should try dating. My friends were dating. They seemed to have a lot of fun with it. And, um, I don't know. I kind of just wanted to try some, something new. So I went on Craigslist of all things, and I posted an ad that just said, Hey, I'm moving to Milwaukee because I wasn't in Milwaukee at this point. I'm moving to Milwaukee, um, to go to school and I want to meet new people. It wasn't a romantic message. It wasn't a, I want a boyfriend or I even want a date. It was, I want to meet people that I have literally anything in common with. I said I was going to school for English, so other writers would be cool, uh, or other knitters. Yeah, it was just kind of, kind of open-ended. 
and I was flooded with responses. It was ludicrous how many hundreds and hundreds of emails I got from a lot of desperate men. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, that was kind of a nice confidence boost. Cause I was like, Oh wow. All right. Well, I didn't realize, uh, that anyone wanted to date me. And now I kind of see that some people might want to. So that was cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, also super overwhelming because for a while there, I thought I was like obligated to respond to all of those messages. Uh, by the way, ladies out there, uh, you're not, you're not obligated to respond to any message ever. Uh, and, and don't think that you are, <laughs> but for a while there, I thought that I was. And so, uh, it became like, like a hobby or a job where I was just responding to all of these messages for days. And then I, they started dwindling down. And uh, I think I even eventually just took the ad down. Cause I was like, I can't handle this anymore. This is ridiculous. Um, but of those hundreds of messages, there was maybe three that I started a correspondence with and actually started to enjoy talking to them. And then that dwindled down to one. Um, and he was in an open marriage. Um, I had never dated before. So I, I had no, I don't know, claims to monogamy or polyamory, but uh, he was polyamorous in an open marriage. And he even said like on, you know, so that I wouldn't have to just go on good faith that he wasn't lying, that I could meet his wife on our first date, which I thought was really interesting and strange, but also cool. And again, I was coming from this background of monogamous relationships don't really work out. I've never seen one work out. Maybe this is the way that uh, people should be, or I should be. I'm not sure. Um, so I just thought, well, why not? And, um, him and his wife both seemed really cool. He was a writer. He had also graduated from UW-Milwaukee with a degree in creative writing like I was about to. Um, so yeah, so I went on a date with him. I met his wife on our first date. We all had coffee. Him and I went to, uh, the lake. If you know Milwaukee at all, we're right on Lake Michigan. Um, yeah, it was a really nice date. And, I proceeded to date him for seven years. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually uh, really good friends with his wife to this day. She's one of my best friends. But uh, that relationship kind of dissolved into friendship and uh, it became long distance. And so it just didn't work out. But uh, yeah, it was a, a, my very first relationship was Polly and was very long term. <laughs> um I would say that I kind of fell into polyamory that way, but I've never felt monogamous. So it just kind of felt right. And as I was going through the motions of like finding myself, I was only 20 at the time, still kind of a child. Um, I knew that this was actually who I am and, and what I am. I identify as polyamorous as my identity. And it's as much of my identity as my queerness and my, I don't know, like, it's just who I am. Even if I was single, even if I wasn't dating anyone, I would still be queer. Even if I was single and wasn't dating anyone, I would still be poly, you know? So, um, sometimes that's hard for people to grasp, but I think if you think of it almost like an orientation, but not the same way, 
a relationship orientation instead of a sexual one, um, then maybe it's a little bit easier to, to fathom, but that's how I identify. And, uh, I've never actually been monogamous. I know a lot of people come into the polyamory community, um, being monogamous for years and not necessarily liking what they are feeling or how they are behaving or how their partners are behaving. And they find that poly is like a good fit for them. I didn't really have to go through that phase of my life. I just jumped right in. And I kind of do that with almost everything that I do. (laughs) All right. So that's who I am. Uh, Now on to the next question. What drew you to polyamory? Um, So like I mentioned before, I wasn't ever necessarily monogamous. I never was in, I've never been in a monogamous relationship and I never identified that way. So what drew me to polyamory was kind of just being in the dating world. You know, I started dating a married man who was polyamorous and that drew me to polyamory pretty quickly. Um, but then also that could have ended there and I could have stopped that relationship and went on to monogamous relationships probably, right? Uh, I was 20 years old. I didn't really know anything about dating or myself all that much. So, um, but during my relationship with this person, I developed numerous other relationships with other people. And uh, some of them were amazing. Some of them were less than amazing. But that's kind of how dating in your 20s goes, right? Um, And eventually I did meet the person who I am now currently married to and have been in a relationship with for eight years. So um, I wouldn't say that I regret any of those uh, relationships because they were all really formative um, to who I am as a person today. So that's what drew me to polyamory is, is like being in this polyamorous relationship that went really, I mean, it was rocky for sure, rocky at points, but uh, went really well for quite a long time. Uh, We were even considered kind of this like polyamorous power couple, which is strange. Um, But when we started, uh, my ex and I started the Milwaukee Poly group, um, we were the ones that were running it and we ran it successfully together for many years uh, until they moved. And then I had to um, decide if I was going to run it myself. And I decided, yes, this is something that I is very rewarding to me and I want to continue. So I continued running the poly group by myself and um, yeah. And our relationship ended, but it actually ended really pleasantly, uh, which I think is rare for monogamous or polyamorous, no matter how you identify, having a pleasant end to a relationship is rare. Uh, And our relationship ended quite pleasantly. I I guess it was as good as anyone can ask for. (laughs) Um, So let's go on to when. Uh, When did you know you were poly? And when did you feel different from others? Uh, I would say that I learned what polyamory was when I started dating my ex when I was around 20 years old, but I definitely felt different from other people for a lot longer than that. Um, I would, I don't know. I I spent most of my high school reading romance novels and 
fantasizing about literally everyone. So I knew I wasn't asexual, though I did definitely have this aversion to like relationships. I was like, no, I'm a pretty sexual person. I'm just not having sex. Um, and for a while I thought I might be gay because I wasn't attracted to any of the men in my school. Granted, my high school was, my graduating class was like a hundred people. It was literally 111 people. And I was related to probably three quarters of them because it was a very small school in a very small town. So I wouldn't say that my aversion to dating them was all because I wasn't attracted to people of my or opposite gender. It was more like, no, I I let, I can't date anyone here. I'm related to everyone. <laughs> so, um, so that was a big deterrent in dating in high school. Most of my friends that did date, they dated people they met online from different cities or sometimes even like states away. You really had to like get out of that town to be able to date. And I just wasn't, I don't know, interested in doing all of that work in high school. And I was busy crushing on like teachers, like people who I really shouldn't have been dating. Um, so I felt different from everyone else and that I, I didn't feel like I could or even wanted to date boys my own age or boys that were in my town. Um, I guess I didn't really think about it one way or another if I was, if I wanted to date one person at a time. But Considering how many crushes I had that were like simultaneous and overlapping, if I ever were to like sit down with high school Lindsay and say like, in your ideal relationship, who would you be dating right now? She probably would list off three or four people um, because I don't think even at that point I could have chosen between my crushes, but I didn't do anything about that until way later in my life. So that brings us to where. Where are you in your poly journey and where do you hope to go? So right now in my poly journey, I am married with a young child and we are in an open marriage. Um, we don't like to ascribe labels like primary, though I would be hypocritical to say that there wasn't hierarchical elements. Uh, I definitely love the outlook and the ideals of relationship anarchy in which there are no labels of primary or secondary or whatever the case may be, um, because I, I do truly feel that everyone should be treated equally and respected equally in all relationships. Um, but again, there's those hierarchies that are just kind of inherent in having a family um, having a child together and having a house, um, a mortgage bills that we share, those kind of things. Uh, they take a kind of priority in that if you're a responsible adult, you need to see that those are taken care of. Uh, it doesn't necessarily change the way I treat other people though. And that's, I think where hierarchies get off the rails into being unethical is when you use your hierarchical relationships to prioritize people and deprioritize other people in a disrespectful way. So, um, so my partner and I don't call one another primary, but because we are our most serious 
like established relationship is one another at the moment. It's kind of hard to be like, no, they're, they're not my primary relationship because I only have one serious relationship at the moment. So they're the only relationship. Um, but we do both date. Um, my partner has other partners, serious or casual. The, again, we just don't really care about labels all that much, but uh, he has other partners and I date occasionally and I sometimes have other partners or I have partners that are not necessarily, again, labeled. <laughs> um, so yeah, but, and then we both just like love meeting new people and love going out on dates. And um, sometimes we'll hang out with people together. Sometimes we will, uh, usually we'll hang out with people separately. Uh, my partner identifies as straight and I identify as queer, but I'm kind of in that uh, Kinsey spectrum of being a little bit more heterosexual than gay, but I definitely love ladies and I definitely am open to dating trans and non-binary folks. So I try not to put a big, like, I don't know, um, emphasis on, I only am interested in X. Like I'm very open-minded to any one that I find personality, uh, attractive. So yeah, um, my, my poly journey is, is here in the now with my partner and raising our daughter. Um, where I want it to go one day, I mean, ideally, uh, my partner and I want to own like a poly commune where we have tons of different people living with us in this huge like apartment complex slash, I don't know, mansion. And we all have breakfast together. I don't know. I actually don't want to deal with the actual ramifications of what that would mean, like hundreds of dishes, but I like the idea of it. So if I were to say that my trajectory is going to go in one direction, it's probably going to go to one day we will all own this huge self-sustaining farm out in the middle of Wisconsin and tons of poly folks will come and live with us and it'll be great. Um, I'm not quite that much of a hippie, but, um, you know, whatever. It's, it's fun to think about. Realistically, where my poly journey is going is probably exactly where it is right now. Me and my partner in an open marriage, ultimately, for the rest of our lives, raising our daughter and going out on dates. Um, we love being in love. So, uh, that won't stop. We will continue to date other people and be in love probably for the rest of our lives because why the hell not? And then, oh, well, good transition. Why, why are you poly? Um, like I said before, it is my identity. I am poly because it's something inside of me. I love love and not in this like I'm addicted to new relationship energy kind of way. Some people get that way and new relationship energy is great. I do not shit on new relationship energy. I think it makes people very stupid, but it love does that, right? Especially new love. Love makes people stupid and do stupid things. I'm not against that. <laughs> like it's understandable. But I feel like 
I am poly because I would never want to limit having more love in my life or limit um, the type of person that I can be with or the type of people I could be with. So I just don't like putting limitations on myself. I would never put limitations on other people. So why would I allow the you know society or government or my partner to put limitations on me? I just wouldn't. So, um, so yeah, I just, I like the freedom and liberation of, of having options of having all of the options. All right. So that was my interview with myself and essentially how these episodes are going to work. Um, we're going to answer who, what, when, where, and why as it pertains to our poly lives and maybe just chit chat about things in polyamory that, I don't know, are special to us or are aggravating to us or that we are struggling with particularly. So yeah, uh, I hope you continue to listen and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, but that's it from us at Polyamory Uncensored. I've been Lindsay Miller and I love you. Bye.